and welcome to Special Grade Snacks, the Jujutsu Kaisen uh, watch-along podcast. We're your Special Grade Snacks. I'm Kay. And I'm Sarah. I was so close to saying I was Sarah that time. <laughs> Again! It was, so, it was a very close thing. Assuming direct control of my identity. <laughs> I saved it, though. I'm, I'm really happy for you for saving that one. How you been? It's been two weeks since we talked to each other. I've been good. We we've definitely did not uh, talk to each other a lot and have a Pokemon battle in the time since we last spoke. I don't know you <laughs> no. outside of podcasting. No. This is the first time we've met. We had a we had a good Pokemon battle though. It was it was a real tight match. It's true for for most of it. <laughs> I did win though. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, the viewers we, at yeah. home know that I did establish uh, co-host dominance. Yeah, you did establish co-host dominance. <laughs> Please don't rub it in my face. I might cry about it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm very cry. I'm a cry. I cry a lot of things. All right, that's fine then. <laughs> uh, but yes, K one, which means that um, she gets all of the Patreon money we get from this podcast. Now uh, I can't just keep hoarding it to myself forever. It means that uh, I get to. <laughs> it means that I get to declare one character as the best one and one character as the worst one, and Sarah can't disagree. Oh, I can't, I'll, I'll give you that first one. I'll give you. I think we can agree on the best one, but I. I think. I think I'm gonna have to disagree with who you declare the worst one. Mm, if you wanted to do that, you should have won. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ouch. The best character is Inumaki, by the way. He's little. Okay, I was kind of expecting you to say Miwa, but I've got no objections to little Inumaki being the, being the best guy. And are, are you, are you, are, I, I have a question. Are you really about to get out here and say that Jogo is, the, or uh, that, that, that Panda is the worst guy when Jogo and Mahito are out there? I haven't decided who the worst one is yet. That will be a special surprise for later. Oh, God. It's like the fucking, it's like the, it's like the fucking slap bed and how I met your mother. I just, like, sit here. I had to just sit here, like, like, two seasons from now, we're, like, in yes. an arc that hasn't even happened in the manga, and Kay's just like, I think, I, I really think Sakura is the worst character in this show, and put, like, I, I don't even know who that character is yet, that's not a character in the manga, but she will be in season yes, three honey, of this podcast, right. and I have to say yes, and I have to be obliterated by a gunshot, <laughs> because I will have, like, created a side blog to Sakura blogging. <laughs> this is my master plan. Keikaku, as they call it. Speaking of planning, by the way, I found out that um, things are progressing at a much faster rate than I had expected. I thought the rest of the season was going to be this current arc, the the Kyoto Goodwill event arc. We're getting the next arc in this season, too, though, which I'm really excited about, because there are some extremely epic uh, Kugasaki and Fushiguro moments in it. Ooh. Wait, does that mean that the uh, teen boyfriend's arc will be next season? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yes, yes, yes! <laughs> like, like, they could, they could, ostent- like... If they, the way I'm, the way that friend of the pod, future guest of the pod, Derek Great Big Sword uh, has put it is that it's probably going to be, um, so this is going to be, uh, uh, this is, this is, you know, the exchange event arc. Next is the uh, origin of obedience, which is going to take up the last like four, five episodes of the season. Uh, I think we're, I think this one wraps up at like 20 or 21. Um, and then we might get like a volume zero OVA cause that's really important to things. Uh, and then season they two. They have will... been dropping the boy a lot. I've noticed that. Right. Like, I hey, mean... have you heard about the boy? Yeah. Um, and it's been in kind of lockstep with the manga because like, 
um, they've been showing a lot of the boy, and Akotsu just just showed up in the manga like proper for the first time as an actual character instead of just like as like a silhouette that people are thinking about, and. It was a chapter that happened, and I'm not going to say anything else about it because that's probably how season two is going to end with that chapter. If if Derek Great Big Sword is is to be believed with his uh, speculations. Wow, the manga's only up to chapter two. I mean, uh, <laughs> season two. I at the pace that we're going, yeah, like we're currently on like chapter one twenty, one thirty. Um, the and the the current arc is well i mean the where we just finished like by the end of this season we will be at like 65 to 70 i believe oh okay and so um and then we have the we have then season 2 will probably be like starting off with the the uh uh i forget what the arc is called like this well, it's called the star plasma vessel arc and there's another name for it but i can't remember what oh, the other name the is star platinum arc yeah, the Star Platinum arc. Um, and then we got the Shibuya incident, which is going to be a really regular arc. It's just an incident, you know? Nor- normal things will happen, nothing bad, everything will be good, and nobody, n- nothing nothing bad will happen. Is that the one that's going to happen on Halloween? Yes. Oh, we'll get to see the guy. Yeah, you get to see, you get to see Ghetto. Nice. We didn't see him in these episodes, so I'll be no. happy. <laughs> yeah, these episodes suck as a result. No Ghetto. <laughs> The feel with no ghetto. <laughs> That's what Gojo said. That's what he said. In the, um, in the OP, he's walking with his flowers and he's thinking that feel with no ghetto. I mean, everyone has a that feel when no ghetto. Yeah, it's just yeah. what the feel is, you know. Uh, for this week episode, we watched two episodes and they have the same title. Uh, yes. Kyoto Sister School Exchange Event Group Battle 2 and also 3. First we will go over 2. This one starts with, like, Ijichi is t- teaching us something. <laughs> it is! Well, no, that's, that's it's Toto doing, Toto's doing the voice. Ijichi is just, like, the one acting it out. Oh, yeah. Ijichi is like, uh, uh, those with good eyes will improve more rapidly than those without. Which, right. here's what I think it means. If, if you, like, know what you're looking for for your improvement you improve better than just like trial and error basically right it's it's just it, it's like the 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 i think it's a little bit more clear in the manga i like was looking at it so i don't have like an exact like quote to pull but like the the way i got the what i got from it basically is that like if you can't see the yeah like what you said if you can't see the improvements that you are trying to make if you cannot like your, your hands cannot improve faster than your eyes can your hands aren't going to do shit that your eyes can't figure out mm-hmm so the basically how it ties in is like Toto is gonna look at Itadori's form and find some things that he can improve on, which is nice. Yeah, of him. and he says that uh, Itadori's devouring him. Hate this pervert man. <laughs> no, he's nice though. For he's now. growing stronger. He's growing stronger by <laughs> he's <laughs> Itadori said I swallowed Toto to transform myself. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but Itadori is. Uh, being Toto's ass a little bit, and he's like, oh, hell yes, we love this. Oh, yeah, this kid's fucking swinging, hell yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, and Ida- Itadori has, like, uh, done some improvements to his technique based on the battle that they've already done. He's like, oh, shit, he's doing a left hook now when I did this other thing, blah, 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 you know? But uh, his divergent fist still sucks shit, and Toto's... He's not using, he's not yeah. using Toxic when Roserata is still available. So foolish. Okay, <laughs> but, yeah. So... Uh, Itadori goes for his big glowing fist, which he loves to do, and Toto's like, here's my strategy. I'll make my f- head hit your fist before you're fully charged up. 
Itadori's like, holy shit, he's done it. This is a counter to my technique. I love Toto so fucking much. It was pretty funny, because he's, like, doing it while smiling the whole time. He's like, fuck yes, I love to fight my best they, friend. They gave Toto some serious vagina bones in this. In the, in this this like, is true. I'm looking at the manga, and he does not have those vagina bones that he has in this. Is his pants low cut, though? His pants are low cut, but, like, they're not... They're, you do not see the man... You do not see the man's vagina bones in the manga. The way it no. looks in the anime is, like, you should be able to see his pubes, probably. <laughs> Honestly, he is hanging that thing low. Yeah. But it's not low in the back, which is also weird, because I, like, check that, and he's, like, not showing any ass. It's, like, all the way up properly in the back. So I don't know how he did that. He's just got a dangling to make that belly out fully. I guess. He's very proud of all his his yeah, his muscles. Yes. I mean, listen. If I if I was cut like that, I would. That's mm. how, I mean. I, that's why I wear all my clothes anyways because so my gut true. is my gut is too big to like really just have it like comfortably like put clothing up that high. But you know, if I had abs, which I'm working towards, I'm doing I'm doing my sit ups. I'm doing my exercise mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. In in I have uh, like at, the one at, middle at, line. At, at, at at um at, at snacks meetup two k uh twenty seven we will <laughs> you will be ashamed of your words and deeds when I re- take off my shirt to reveal my incredible six pack. Oh shit! I can't believe it. And then we'll play volleyball together. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Toto is like, I'm gonna teach you uh some monk shit right now. I love this shit. This is I love this shit. He's like, uh, you're channeling your curse energy wrong. And Itadori's like, what? I'm just channeling it, bro. And he says, no, no, no. You're, like, thinking about it coming from your tummy and, like, going out your body into your fist. And that's why it's taking too long. But really, uh, all your energy is everywhere all the time. Because uh, as people, we exist in the world with our entire mind, body, and soul as one whole at all times. So you should just be able to turn your energy off and on right to your fist all the time. And it was like, damn, true. Yeah, I fucking love that. I just love the fucking, we exist in this world with our mind, body, and spirit. Like, I love that shit. I'm I'm a sucker for Toto. He's, I like what he has to say. I like what he's moved. I like what he does. I like that he's nice to Itadori when all the ones are mean to him. They're all mean to him. And he just said, okay, you're my friend now. I've directed a film in my mind of the time that we, of the times that we hung yeah, out. Yeah, it's like on, like, film paper when they do the right. fight. Yeah. Right, because, like, they, like Itadori, like, stances up. Like, he, like, yeah, he almost does his hands, glowing. like. Yeah, and then, like, they touch their hands together, the backs mm-hmm. of their hands together, mm-hmm. which you construct inter- intricate rituals that allow you to touch the flesh of other men. But um, only through curse energy. Yeah, but only with your cursed energy. They touch the backs of their hands together, and then, like, they both adopt, like, a fighting pose, and then we get, like, fucking, like, film strip, like, of them at college, or them at high school together from Toto's yeah. Imagination, just, like, yeah. flowing in the background, like, the re- like the uh, erased opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's pretty good. It is pretty good. But that's the, the end of the good episode. So the good episode is over. Now the episode is going to be bad. <laughs> I knew this was coming... I've been stealing myself. I I am, I am at peace. All right, so we're not going to see Toto and Itadori anymore. Forget about them. Whatever they're doing, not important. Uh, I like Kugisaki how the, I like how the the panda the, the, are here. 
in the next episode, um, I, I really like when uh, May is like, uh, when Gojo is like, hey, why aren't there any fucking crows over by where Ichidori and Toto are fighting? And like, she doesn't explain it, but in my head, it's just like she her crows it. don't want to like hang out with those two meatheads just like making a lot of noise. She explains it, but we'll get there. Did she? Yeah. Oh. It's it's a little more implied than implicit, but than explicit, oh. but okay. I've never understood anything implied in my life and you should right. and we know this. So Kugasaki and the panda, when we last saw them they were talking to Nishimiya and they still mm-hmm. are. Uh Kugasaki's trying to provoke Nishimiya, I guess, into like attacking them or something in a mm-hmm. dis- disadvantageous way. She's like, uh why are you trying to kill Itadori like we know you are? How about if I killed all your friends? Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. And Panda's like, oh, this is a scary lady that she's there's, doing there's this like, right now. There's a weird translation here. It's it's in... in so, so what happens is that... Um, uh, Kugasaki is like, hey, uh, what if I killed that? What if I killed that bitch Mai, who's like a fucking warmed over version of Maki, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, uh, uh, Nishimiya makes a face and is like, eh, and Kugasaki is like, uh, in in the anime, the subtitle says that, oh, so you, I like, hold on, I wrote I wrote this down. Um, Kugasaki says like, oh, she's not getting mad, but in the manga, she says, uh, oh, so she does get mad. Which I, I, I don't know what's going on with this translation. Yeah, I don't really. Hmm. I like. It, she didn't I don't really think. Seem I don't to think get it... mad that I would call it mad, but she was just like, "What?" She made a face. I, I don't know. Mad. She made a. She made a face. Yeah, she did make a face. Which yeah. and like given given that she's normally like really like you know calm faced like you know cool com- cool uh true what not complexion what's the word I'm looking composure. for composure composure thank you. Um, and then she just makes a, she makes a, like a sukeban eh face. That's true. If you, if you say anything mean about Mai, she will get very mad in a lesbian yeah. way. It's, it's lesbian, it's lesbians. To me? It's lesbians. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and then, and then Kugasaki has her fun joke where it's like, oh, Pepper Coon could have made a better joke than that. Who could have made a better response than that. And I Googled this and, uh, Pepper Coon is just like a little, like, he kind of looks like, um, like, what does he look like? Okay, so I'm sorry to reference the Adventure Zone, but you remember in, like, uh, Arc 4 of the Adventure Zone, there was the trivia elevator guy? Sure. That's what really he, two it, different things, but yeah. In my mind's eye, that's what he looked like. It looks like the, the meme uh, image of the, like, resuscitation dummy. Oh yeah, this kills the man. Yeah. It does look like this kills her. That's a way better joke than. That's the way better joke than. Hey, do you remember this podcast thing that I like? In my mind's eye, this is what it looked like. But you know, it's just uh, a little but, robot. And Kugasaki's yeah. like, uh, "You guys have a little robot too, huh? What if I fucking blast him up?" And then the robot says, "Bet," and he shoots the panda, and he falls over. And K- and K is like cheering, turning off the episode. No need to watch the rest of it. Good episode, folks. The panda died. <laughs> panda, but actually, I, unfortunately, the panda is alive. I, I, I just like I kind of thought that you might like turn a corner on panda a little bit with this episode, and the fact that it made you like quintuple down on him being fucking shit from a butt is really funny to me. Like gonna, none of this we're connected for you. Deep dive into the panda situation, but rest assured, it's very concerning to me. Okay. Okay, so basically, uh, the robot boy, 
who this is also a big problem for me. Everyone calls him Mechamaru, which apparently mm-hmm. is just what he told everyone to call him. So that's yes. fine. But he is also a boy who lives in a tub. Yes. The boy who lives in a tub, his name is Muda. Muda Kokichi. Muda Kokichi. Kokichi. So yep. I think I'm going to just go ahead and call him Muda. And if yeah, like I will also call him Muda. And then I'm sorry to him. No, he, he calls himself Muda when he's not, like, he, like, he refers to, later on, he, like, refers to this robot as Mechamaru. Yeah, And he's he calls himself robot. Muda. He's not, no, he's not the robot, but, the, like, he is, like, intentionally obscuring his identity from yeah. the rest of his classmates. He's, he's got just, a complex about just, it. He's just, like, doing a drone strike against his classmates with <laughs> Mechamaru. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna call him Muda. Yeah, Muda. He, he is a boy who lives in a tub, and he has a lot of problems. And he we'll was born with problems. glass bones and paper, paper skin. skin. Yeah. <laughs> and every day, waking up, he breaks his every bone in his body. Yeah. So, so Muda says, uh, "The panda is a cursed corpse." We know about this from previously. The principal does these. We'll also learn yes. more about this. But yeah, Cassie, Cassie, and the little boxing bear from yeah. uh, Itadori's training. So a cursed corpse, uh, the, the name corpse is not helpful to the understanding of the thing because they're not dead things. They're, they're like, not. Just like a vessel that you can put like a, a core of energy into and then it will animate and do your bidding or whatever. No uh, no information to be gained from the from the kanji. Uh, sorry. Does it just I also didn't... appear to be corpse? Yeah, yeah, it is just it is just cursed corpse. Like those right. are the those are the words. All right. Well, no, uh, it's it's got the kanji for Noroi Mukudo, which is uh, you know, Noroi curse and then Mukudo corpse. All right. Well, Gege, name it better next time. <laughs> so here's the panda's backstory. We all know Principal Yaga, the man from one episode. We saw him one time. He appeared in the OP under the tree for a while. He's been in a couple. He's been he's done a couple of things. He reminded that he is the principal. He yelled at a Gigi. He yelled at a Gigi. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that scene was good. I love how, like, on multiple occasions I've reminded... You've been reminded of that scene and, like, audibly laughed at I it. I like it. It's and good. He put, he put uh, Gojo in a headlock last episode, right? He did, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Too. So he's been around. Anyway, he made a cursed corpse that was a baby panda, and it was mutant so that it had feelings and would grow. Yes. He doesn't explain why he did this. I... Yeah, he he's measuring his ability. Listen, when your when your entire shtick is making these little like kind of living doll creatures, you kind of want to like you know see what you're see what see how far you can stretch yourself and you know creating intelligent life. I guess he can do that. He intelligent made a baby growing panda, life. And he sent it to murder school. He made baby panda, and it's the cutest thing in the world. In the manga, there's a little panel of it just going goo goo gaga. It was cute. I don't think that a baby panda would say Goo Goo Gaga, but I guess it's not a panda. So that's Maybe funny. a cursed, well, I mean, a, a, an adult panda also would not stand on two legs and talk. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And wear, and wear knuckle dusters. So true. All right. So that's the panda's backstory. Now we'll go to Muda and see what his backstory is. He lives in a tub. He's been afflicted with a heavenly pact, which he explains to us politely is, uh, God fucks you up and you get powers from it. Yeah. So... Here's what his deal is. He lives in this tub of, like, blood goo. There's mm-hmm. lots of, like, tubes going into the tub. It's LCL fluid. He's training for yeah. Ava Pilot. He's, he's slurping. And he doesn't have any <laughs> legs below the knees. And he doesn't have, like, most of a right arm. 
and his skin is burned in the sun and he can't feel his dick and his skin hurts his body this is all his problems he's out it's rough but because of all this problems uh packed with god give him power uh very much energy and able to do drone strike you win and you lose so uh the boy lives in a tub he's very mad at god and such i think it's pretty fair of him he says like uh you stupid curse corpse you're having fun outside in the sun and having friends and i'm a, a human person alive and i can't do that so i hate you and also i don't want to be a jujutsu sorcerer i would trade it all away to be a normal person but uh i guess i'll have to do it because it's all i can do and now i'm yeah. gonna kick your ass god did this shit to me so i'm taking it out on you motherfucker well you are a, a creature you're not even really <laughs> you are a just person, a creature so it's fine. right right you're nothing to he, me. yeah muta has a really low opinion of panda because to him like this is like to him like the the cursed like like mekamaru is a a in a in essence mekamaru is the same as a cursed corpse like the robot of mekamaru um except for it's like being manually controlled instead of just being the way that uh yagi does it with is, is it yagi or yaga yaga Yaga. The way Yaga does it with his, like, okay, I'm gonna just imbue some, like, energy into y'all. Get Have fun. Go go, go play, kids. I kind of feel like he, like, orders them around, right? He he does, but it's like, it's like a, um... It's like he's, like, a robot programmer, kind of, you know? Like, he, like, puts one kinda, job yeah. into them, and he's, like... Right. You know, and like, like, he... Like, funny Rick and Morty reference. Like, what is your like funny Rick in and life? Morty. Uh, to punch, punch you to punch Dota Yuji. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, we both knew where we were going with that. Yeah. Okay, so, I don't know. Oh, um, there, and Nakamaru have a fight for a while. There was he, a really good, um, right, right after, uh, right after, uh, Panda gets blasted through the chest, uh, and Muta walks out of the forest, um, there's a really small change from the manga that I really loved. In the manga, uh, Muta is just like... He's gonna be out. He's a he's a cursed corpse. He'll be fine though. He'll be he'll just be out for a while. But in the anime, he explicitly only ever says it when talking about Panda, which I think is yeah. like uh, he's he's got he's he's got uh, he just has an extremely low opinion of this because of a lot of internalized hatred. I feel the same as him. I would say like fairly similar to him. You just or hate the Panda. I, I mean, it's not a guy. It shouldn't go to school. <laughs> But he we'll grew up this. like we'll a guy. We'll get into this. Okay. But uh, the panda and Mechamaru do some fighting. Mechamaru has like a sword arm transforming thing that like becomes spiky and it's a drill and he can shoot lasers. There's a lot of flipping, a lot of shooting, a lot of like... It's, it looks good. Yeah, it looks it looks good. Anime style like, oh, this guy's technique, his power, wow. And then, like, analyzing, like, oh, he has to charge up his beam, so now I have to do close combat attack. That sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Classic anime. Classic anime. Classic anime. Uh, so then he does, like, his... Mechamaru does his big, super large beam. Uh, did it have uh, a Albatross name? mode. Yeah, he called it Albatross mode. It looks uh, fucking Albatross sick. Albatross mode. He, like, uh, he, like, op- ultimate, he, like, opens ultimate his... Ultimate beam cannon. 
Yeah, he he like opens his mouth and like a uh, like a fucking funnel comes out for a beam to explode, and then like he puts his hands on either side of it like to control the width, like the angle at which the blast is coming out of his mouth. It looks sick as hell. I like it. The anim- the animation was a little bit reminiscent of the uh, the end of the uh, Deku uh, uh, Todoroki fight in uh, season two of Hiroaka to me. Sure, sure. Alright, so he lines up this big beam, and the panda's like, oh shit, this is lined up with Kugasaki, so I can't just dodge out of the way. I'm gonna have to block I gotta tank this, this hit. Yep. Yeah. So he blocks it, and, like, melts and explodes, and uh, Muda's like, ah, I'm winner. Haha. But then, of course, it's classic anime thing of, oh, you thought you had defeated me from behind the smoke? But look, I'm strong now and powerful. And he's transformed he into a monkey. new form. Yeah. He's monkey. So now he's... it's. He's gorilla, but, like, not... It's like he's a gorilla with, like, a panda skin stretched over it, kind of. Right, right. It, it looks like it looks like you fucked up the texture maps yeah, in, like, exactly. a zoo tycoon. You just swapped the panda and, and gorilla textures in, in zoo tycoon. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the panda has a flashback to explain this. Uh, in this flashback, he's, like, little baby form, which I... And I'm going to allow on the record as the voice is very cute and it's pretty cute. It is. It's so cute. So uh, Yaga explains to little baby panda that uh, he has an older brother and an older sister, which is like there's a core that is inside every cursed corpse and it gives it like its power and motivation kind of thing. Uh, But the panda has three and he can switch between whichever ones he wants uh, to gain different powers. So he has base panda form. And he has rude gorilla form, and he has uh, girl form, which has already been defeated off screen, which is very typical for shonen anime, of course. Yeah, I, I'm sure that I, I'm excited to see that eventually when that does happen. Oh, it hasn't but... even happened. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, I, I will say that also uh, gorilla mode has not come back. Like all we, the panda really hasn't shown up very much. Oh, in, okay, I'm in, saying fantastic, non like like uh, he's he showed up in the Shibuya incident arc, but like only about as like. The, yeah, like he hasn't just, he just hasn't shown up very much. I would love to see, I would love to see the sister and the gorilla come out uh, for Panda's last stand as he is uh, turned into dust by Ghetto. <laughs> I would like to see it. <laughs> you would, you say you would like to see it, but I need you to think about how sad Inumaki would be. Oh no. <laughs> he lost oh, his no, best I'm friend. thinking about it. <laughs> Damn it. The Gordian knot of hating the panda so much, but loving Inumaki and having to acknowledge that they're best friends is like tearing me apart. There's nothing uh, to do. I just simply love the panda. It makes my life so much easier. Sorry, uh, sorry to you, but I'm different. He's funny. He he said, "Hey, Muta, do, do you are you like do you resent me for being a cursed corpse?" I thought we had something in common. They looks at the camera. He's like, "I'm sad about it." He did make a funny face and say, "I think that makes me mad." <laughs> So now he's a big gorilla, and he's, like, doing a lot of very fast hits and punches, and Muda's like, oh, fuck, he's destroying Mechamaru, this is bad, because now I can't do my attacks and things. Yeah, and Panda's like, oh, did you notice? This is my, uh, what's the fucking, what's Rillaboom's, like, G-Max move, that fucking thing? fuck, I don't know. I never used Uh, it. It doesn't matter. I don't know, but he he does, It's not legal. He's got, yeah, he's got, like, drumming beat, which, like, yeah. makes his hits have a lot more resonance and, like, vibrate throughout the body, which probably is, like, like it's probably just a bad matchup for Muda was, in general. Yeah, it's a bad matchup. Because, you know, the, the vibrations will go a lot farther through tin than they will through, like, flesh and bone. 
Oh, probably, yeah. Probably, like, it, it's still probably bad to tank that hit as flesh and bone, but, yeah. like, it's probably worse for a, oh, for a, for a metal body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, piss. Oh, my bones. I, mean, I couldn't, I exactly couldn't stop. I to avoid this happening to my bones. <laughs> <sighs> okay, yeah, so basically, uh, the Mechamaru is just, like, running away while a giant gorilla chases it for a long time. Because the panda is like, uh, the gorilla form takes a lot of energy, so it won't last for very long. So I have to close in and do my super uh, CQC against this robot very quickly. And yep. there's this one thing that happens where like they're on a rooftop, and Mechamaru throws like a roof tile at the gorilla panda, and he uses it as a distraction or something. I wasn't super clear about this strategy. Like, I think I think this is like in in the manga. This is a little bit more clear because this the all of the fight scenes in these two episodes I felt were like I, I was you know I was looking at the manga side by side as I do as the manga knower, and these fights are are like really like stretched out. Like they they turn a little into a lot for these fights, um, and Panda is. It's only it only happens in a couple of panels because what happens is Mechamaru throws the tile, Panda like gets can't like you know gets uh you know he breaks the tile which fucks up Panda's vision so Panda misses his swing. Mechamaru swings around to the back and tries to blast his core and then like that happens in a span of like three pages. Hmm. Okay, well I guess that was the strategy and then he's like uh, I will shoot your super core and that will turn you off as a cursed corpse and he does it and then he's like. The panda, his eyes are, like, glowing, and then they stop glowing, and he's like, oh, actually, it was a trick. I'm a cursed corpse who can fake where my core is by manipulating my energy, and then he blasts Mechamaru to hell. Yeah. Also, this is where he has his okatsu vision, where he's like, humans are so weird. They have <laughs> conflicting emotions. What could right, because, like, he's, he's, having, like, he's having a nice heart-to-heart with Muta, and Muta just being, like, I, you know, Panda just being, like, I kind of, like, humans are weird, dude. Like, I, listen, if you have a goal, I will help you achieve that goal. And there's just, I, listen, I know you hate Panda, but I think the exchange between him and Muta, where Muta's, like, would you even, like, want to, like, help me like, if you saw what I really looked like? And Panda's, like, yeah, dude, like, I'm a fucking Panda. <laughs> have you seen me? I like this exchange for Muda. It's like nothing to me for the panda. Anyway, he rips his right arm off, and I was like, oh, just like in his real body. Maybe this means something. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Damn, mm-hmm. he did do that. Mm-hmm. All right, so, yeah. <laughs> what I have written here is the panda says Oppression Olympics are fake. Muta has a sad Muta has a sad uh, flash forward here. Yeah. A, a, oh, a this, wistful one. This part made me cry both times I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, where the panda's like, uh, why are you a jujutsu sorcerer? What do you even want? And then he, like, Muda thinks about, like, what makes him happy, like, all his moments with his friends. He's like, yeah. he thinks about, like, Kamo telling him, like, you have to conserve your energy for battle. And <laughs> Toto is like, uh, only people who know what kind of woman they like are strong fighters or something. <laughs> right? And then... <laughs> And then Miwa is is like, happy Valentine's Day. I got you an obligation battery. (laughs) And he says, oh, I'm not like that. And then the other girls are laughing because they tricked Miwa. They did a really mean prank to... They did such a mean prank to Muta. It's a very Um, rude prank, but but it's very funny uh, too. Uh, Muta and uh, Miwa is extru- like Miwa being like, "Oh, here's a Valentine's Day present. Uh, it doesn't mean anything." 
Blushy, blushy. It's cute. I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting them together for. Oh. I'm just saying that I'm. Putting that totally them wasn't the vibe I got. She says it's obligation. They always do that. Yeah, true. She was just I trying to so. be polite, you know, like trying to like get him something that wouldn't leave him out. I thought it was just nice Miwa moments. It is entirely possible it was nice Miwa moments. But I can see like him having a crush on her because she did that. Yeah, I think I think he has a, I think he has feel like cuz remember when he like he has like that vision of him like stepping out of the tub like just fully clothed, no bandages yeah. and walking up to all the other Kyoto students. He has like a vision of Miwa. Yeah, Miwa first, is the and, one who he sees first. But she yeah, is like the nicest sees... one, like the one he would actually want to hang out with. <laughs> right. What he makes said that said that last episode when Gojo's like, "Oh, who's the nice girl?" And Oh, nice girl. <laughs> yeah, you must have to meet like, Miwa. Nice. You can't possibly meet anyone else. <laughs> and also in that flash for in that flash forward like his vision we see a character who is oh yeah only shown up in the last like five chapters of the not five like the last 10 chapters of the manga who shows up some like butch with a some blonde Love butch. this cool butch lady we'll never know her uh you will know her next season oh wait i thought you said she hasn't showed up until the last five chapters the last like 10 or so chapters okay i guess we'll see yeah okay so yeah that's the end of it and he he's like the, the robot is destroyed on the roof that they were fighting on. So he's like, damn, I guess I'm out of the battle. And Panda's like, yeah, we can be friends if you want. And I can help you out with whatever I can help you out with, I guess. Even though you live in a tub and I don't have any powers, but that's fine. And then he's like, oh, I have to borrow your phone to call my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, and it, it it pops up like a text that says like, Mekamaru uh, retired, <laughs> forced to retire yeah. from the Kyoto yep. Goodwill Exchange event. Uh, group battle so then for the juju stroll oh no right before the juju stroll we get uh the tease for the next episode which is uh, uh maki and miwar doing an epic uh sword verse whatever maki uh, naginata sure fight and it looks good and it will continue to look good file that information away for about five minutes from now when i'm talking about maki how cool fuck how fucking cool maki's naginaga naginata is in this episode all right so for this Juju Stroll, this one is about Muda, of course, because he was, like, the main character of the episode. Yeah, uh, all the Muda, Kyo- not Panda. Yeah. All- the Panda was not the main character of the episode. All right. So the, all panda the-, was the, the, panda and, the Panda and Muda were deuteragonists this episode. That's not what deuteragonist sorry, you- means. Okay, they were the... <laughs> They were the two main characters of this episode, and I'm sorry, but you have to admit that. Half of the episode was Panda flashbacks, and you're gonna tell me that he and Muda that you're gonna tell me that he was not as much of a main character as Muda was. Read the Juju Stroll like, and Weep! Is the panda in it? No. <laughs> okay. Fine, I'm not gonna argue that one. <laughs> I just I just pushed my glasses up and put my fingers on the bridge of my nose for a second. Okay. All right, Juju Stroll. All the Kyoto girls are talking to Mekamaru, being like, hey, can you do this chore for me of taking this to uh, either Toto or Kamo? And he's like, "Um, you're giving me a lot of chores. Why is this? And they all think to themselves, like, it's a fucking pain to talk to these guys. Or in Miwa's case, those guys are very scary to me. And they all say, Mekamaru, we're counting on you, and give him thumbs up. And he's like, oh. Well, I guess it's nice that girls are counting on me, and they run away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's cute. It's pretty funny. 
But they're also like totally using him, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But he is a like robot the... man that they don't know, so I guess it does make yeah. sense that you would have him do your I did... chores. I did. I did like me. I did like uh, 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 Nishimiya and Mo and uh, Mai both being like, "Well, I don't want to fucking deal." Like, I it's just a hassle to deal with those guys. And Miwa just being like, they're, "They still kind of scare me." Yeah, but like Kamo, the Kamo they, is a scary guy. Toto's thing, a scary guy. The thing they think about Toto is like, oh, "Go away! I'm watching my big sexy lady show." <laughs> but the thing they think about Kamo is like he's correcting their grammar or something, and that's like the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty fucked up if Kamo Noritoshi corrected your grammar. Oh, it would kill me. <laughs> okay, so y- you had you had um. Do you, do you want to do your segment first, or do sure, we want to we'll do, do my the segment. corner? Uh, this segment is called Panda on Trial. <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna get to the bottom of this once and for all. I'm gonna bring up the things about Panda that I think are problematic, and Sarah will tell me yes. Okay, God. Right, I don't have to say yes. Okay. You don't, you don't have to say yes. You can you can give your rebuttal if you'd like as a okay. the member of the defense team. I'm prosecuting sure. the panda. Okay, Adrian. Objection. I hate the panda. No, okay. Number one problem of the panda for me. So, Principal Yaga made the panda. Yes. Uh... He, it's like a baby, he treats it like a baby, he raises it like a son. You agree with these points? I, I, yes, he does that. He trains it, too. He, like, this panda also seems to have an accelerated, because, like, Yaga seems about the same when baby panda, Uh, as he does. He's an old guy. Who can, who can. He's not that, how old is Yaga? Hold on, I gotta look up how old Yaga is. I'm guessing he's, he's like, in his 40s, maybe. He is 47, damn. I'm a genius. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, go on. I agree with all those things. Okay, so number one, he made and raised this panda. The panda's name is Panda. Literally not Panda's fault. But this is problematic, you have to admit. I will admit it, but not for Panda. This is not... This is, You can't levy this against Panda. This is Yaga's fault, if anyone's. Could you not... You can't say... You cannot say this is Panda's fault in the, any the way, shape, or form. Panda could very easily say, like, you know, you can call me... Uh, like sure but it's just whatever kind of name yeah but also like we learned this episode panda wa janai panda or panda wa panda janai panda is not a panda panda is name and this is not panda's fault panda could change this if he wanted to but also he's just vibing not panda's fault it's not panda's it i'm not agreeing to that and i'm also saying it is not panda's fault that his dad did not give him a name and it is not his fault that he has decided to just fucking roll with it. Why did and his I, dad I, not give him a name? He gave the other ones names. I don't know. I it, It's bad parenting, for sure. 100% Yaga made a mistake there. But you cannot bring that as your lead evidence in the trial of why Panda is problematic. He had literally nothing to do with his naming. Hmm. Okay. The next thing is the Panda was wearing a diaper for a long time. <laughs> Again, I would argue that that's Yaga's fault. This is Panda's also not putting. Maybe Yaga's Panda's in not... trial. Damn. <laughs> what else you have for your trial against Panda? Uh, the next thing I don't like about the Panda is the hands. You know, okay. I I do not have the same hatred for them, but I I can I can respect you. 
It's like he long, does. He does have he, he does have meaty human hands, and they're like long and pointy for some reason. Yeah, it's not the That's way a true. panda's hands look. I guess this one is technically August fault as well, but <laughs> yeah, bad panda making. <laughs> he made their panda wrong. <laughs> maybe the panda. Maybe the panda looked right when it was small, but then like as it grew up and everything <laughs> scaled up, he <laughs> was like, oh, stretched fuck. out. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, I made this panda wrong. <laughs> It's like it's like the uh, the the cursed corpse equivalent of when you flip a drawing over on the horizontal axis, <laughs> <laughs> or flip a drawing over the vertical axis. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you, you have so far brought uh, zero for three on thing on reasons why panda is problematic. Let's go to the fourth. All right, the next one is I don't think he should be going to the school. <laughs> Again, <laughs> he's not. He's not a it's person. Not- I guess it's not clear how old he is. Do you think he's it's- like the same age as the kids, or no? I'm not really sure. I, they they kind of leave that intentionally vague, but like I also do not think that that is like I don't think it's Panda's fault. Like Panda is like a, a much more a living thing than any of Yaga's other other th- other like other creations. And again, even if I didn't think this, this is still Yaga's fault. Like if I didn't think this was a bad thing, this is again Yaga's fault. But like. If he, if Yaga did truly like raise him as a baby, oh, I look at this cute little panda that I'm not gonna name, my little baby son who I love with all my heart, not gonna name. I'm gonna give you some knuckle dusters though. You want that kid to get socialized? You put that kid in a school. You give that kid friends. You give that kid a social life. And Again. you put him in the school where you raise like child soldiers to die. Yes. Again, Yaga's fault. <laughs> I just think the whole situation is one very creepy and two. It's Yaga's do like you have not brought a single thing here. I-, I can understand why you are disquieted by Panda, but literally none of the things you have brought here are his fault. I will say it's not his fault, but it's still like very weird and creepy. The I mean like it, like he Panda has friends Maki and Maki and Inumaki are his friends and like he's not gonna just be like you know what guys this is kind of weird uh, bye I'm out see ya and then just like what is he gonna what what the what's he gonna do just like fucking I don't what does he eat does he need to sleep he definitely what doesn't does he... eat or sleep um I'm not really sure if he learns things probably. He learns things. He definitely learns things. He um, like one. You saw him learn things in the fight with Muta. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure if he has a goal for himself. I'd be interested to know that. I guess I'm just like very disquieted by like not understanding the panda's inner working. So it makes him seem like a very uh, evil. concerning. Yeah, like a very concerning and possibly evil sort of character. Because if you okay. don't understand a character's motivations, then it's it's hard to trust them. I think. Well, I I be that as it may, I am throwing your case out the window here. That's fair. <laughs> literally, literally, just closing the middle of the folder and just frisbeeing it out the closest window. I mean, you weren't the judge, so I don't think you have the right to do that. But I do think that it's fair that you did it. I'm potato. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy, like, I kind of hate Yaga now. Like, I love Panda. Yeah, like, Yaga's like, fucked up. <laughs> Yaga made some mistakes. He made a baby and sent it to murder school. <laughs> he made a baby. He didn't name it. He, I don't think Panda shits, so he kind of put that thing in the diaper just, like, for his own, like, yeah. this is base, This is like having a baby yeah. kind of thing. Like, it's the equivalent of, like, putting, like, like, when you have to fucking, like, take care of a bag of flour for a week in high school, and then you put that in a diaper. Yeah. 
See, this was like an Ace Attorney trial because we had like a defendant yeah. that turned out to not be the one accused that yeah. actually did the crime, and we found the real person who did the crime, which was Yaga. I'm glad that, I'm glad that you love Panda now. I don't, because his hands are still like that. But okay, we'll hate Yaga more. I wish we could have had this trial before you watched that episode three times. You might have enjoyed it a bit more if you didn't just say, oh, I hate the panda for reasons that are Yaga's fault. He literally he, he literally hit Mekamaru with, with his big, fat dump truck ass, and it was great. I mean, we didn't talk not, about it's that, not but... like I watch an episode and be like, oh, I hate this character, so I'll hate everything I see. <laughs> I watch the episode, and I take in the information, and then I make choices and like thoughts about them. And when I was looking at the panda, I wasn't liking him. So it's not like I was like, I don't like this character. He just didn't do things that I liked and he did things that I didn't like. I don't like his personality. That's fair. I will say the one the one problematic thing I will say about Panda is that Panda produced a chart of the rankings of all of the Kyoto Tokyo students and like all the women were at the bottom except for Nishimiya, who was like in grade two. Yeah. And, like, Maki is at the bottom because of a technicality and her family, like, getting involved in her home life. But, um, like, Miwa and Kugasaki and, uh, and, um... Mai. Mai, thank you, are all, like, just hovering in, like, grade three. And all the boys are further up the chart. He should have Maki higher up, I think. Well, like, we'll get into this. But, like, she's grade four because of bureaucracy. So, like, if Panda's doing the grading, she should be higher. Right. So right. yeah, he's problematic for sexism. Case closed. <laughs> Let's get into the next episode. <laughs> the case is the case is still open, but we're going to talk about uh, the next episode, Group Battle Three. Uh, this one just this one just cold opens with the OP, uh, and then we get a little flashback of Mai wearing a tracksuit and talking to me. They're both wearing tracksuits. Yeah, they're doing uh, a little training. Yeah, Miwa's got a ponytail. The and it's ponytail adorable. is so cute, Miwa. <laughs> We love Miwa. I, I was I was a Miwa enjoyer when I read the manga, but now doing this podcast, watching this show, I am a Miwa lover. Miwa is perfect. I will protect her, but she doesn't really need it. Like if anything, I would probably need Miwa to protect me. But like, you, you go, you go, kid. You fucking. I'm gonna pack your lunch, make it for you tomorrow. I'm gonna take you to McDonald's, whatever you want, kid. Very much of the time, I will go on the record as saying I love an anime son. I. Love a son, you know, but this is an anime daughter that I can really get into. This, this is an anime daughter I can get in. There's so many daughters in this show for me. I just like Miwa is a daughter. Kugasaki is a daughter. Maki is a daughter. I just they're they're all my kids. The other Every ones don't really one have daughter vibes to me. They're just like cool cool girl. Like I'm like hell yeah, I like to see her. But Miwa, like oh that's my daughter. You know? That's true. You're fair. You're valid for that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Mai, uh, is just doing her stretches and I was like, okay, you're, Miwa, you're going to fight Maki. Uh, she's weak. She's cringe. She can't see curses. She eats hot chips. She lies. Uh, she's grade four. You're going to have an easiest time in the world. Uh, and then, uh, Iori is just like, all right, uh, t- t- let's go. Let's go. And Miwa just like leans back and is like, oh, that's nice. I'm that's glad I have an easy so fight. That's why she's so relatable. Like, oh, fuck yes. I get an easy job. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Miwa, like, flat, it's like, we, we go back into where the fight is happening, and Miwa is like, Maki, Mai, what the fuck? This bitch is so strong. She's oh like, my stupid, God. Mai. Stupid. <laughs> St- 
stupid mo- and like Maki is doing like a fucking like she swings the pole arm or, or the naginata and like flips it over herself and just like swinging and meanwhile she's like I can't fucking get a word in I cannot get a fucking sword in edgewise here yeah. and I uh, that that joke would have done numbers on Tumblr in 2015 yeah. I just want to say for the record <laughs> Yeah, she's like, oh, um, I have the shorter weapon, so I should want to close in, but I can only, like, dodge and parry just barely. Yeah, because because Maki is so fucking strong. Um, And so she is, yeah, Miwa is just losing to range, and the, the way the way the, the Naginata is animated, um, like, the animation in this episode is just fucking... Oh, yeah. But um, the the Miwa the Miwa Maki fight is is so fucking good, just like seeing them fucking swing at each other. Uh, and they get uh, Miwa gets knocked off a cliff and falls into a river, but she's fine. Yeah. Um, she you know had an aura of cursed energy around her. It's fine. And she uh gets uh M- Maki like jumps down from the cliff and like tries to like stab right where Miwa is, and Miwa like jumps away very closely. Uh, and then she's like, okay, I'm going to do my simple domain again. And she explains her simple domain. It's it's 2.21 meters, which is, if it was, if I, I need like an extra 0.22 meters yeah, on that really for that sweet spot. it's almost female regulation volleyball. <laughs> <net>. Right. <laughs> um, but she just explains like, anything that comes in here uh, on reflex, I can uh, just swing at it and it will hit sometimes. Uh, but it shows a clip of Itadori <laughs> uh, jumping over. <laughs> <laughs> and dodging it. Um, and she also talks about how fast her Bato sword drawing is. Uh, they don't say Bato, but it's in the, it's the, in the manga. Draw. Yeah, the quick draw. It's it's really cool. She like she like uh like it like envelops the blade in cursed energy to like to propel it out of the of the sheath faster. Mm-hmm. I it's I, it's very much as I'm smiling and nodding at nodding at uh, Akatami's physics and just saying, Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I mean it um, makes sense. It's like shooting a bullet, but the bullet is a sword. Exactly. There you go. Um, but then Maki is like, oh, okay, so she's stancing up, huh? Uh, okay, so she probably wants me to get in close and knock my weapon away, so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna break my fucking spear in half over my leg, throw part of it, and then throw a kunai behind it, and then come swinging, and then make Ma- make me want to deflect both of those, then come swinging in with the top half of my, of my, uh, Naginata, grab, grab Miwa, grab Miwa's sword, and throw Miwa away. <laughs> Yeah, because if you move her feet, her domain breaks. Yeah, her 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 domain her domain is only effective if uh, for her feet being planted where they where they were when she started the domain. Um, and uh, Miwa is just like she makes a really good face. It's like you stole my sword. <laughs> she says, "Give then, it back." Yeah, she says, "Give it the back." Yeah, my sword. <laughs> my sword. <in> <laughs> Um, and then we go to like a crow. We, we just like, uh, we see a crow watching them mm-hmm. and we go through the crow's eye into the, the viewing room where all the adults are watching and we meet Mei Mei who a loves new money. Character. New she's, character, she's Mei Mei. with a big white braid in front of her face. <laughs> I don't know how she manages in her day to day, honestly. I mean, she's looking through the eyes of birds, so she doesn't have to use her normal human uh, eyes. You know what? You know what? She's right. You know what? You're right about that. She doesn't need human eyes. She can just look through bird eyes. And she has like a bit of a conversation with Gojo. Gojo's like, oh, always obsessed with money, aren't you? And she's like, of course I am. I don't give a shit about anything that doesn't involve money. Money makes this world go around. She says money rules everything around me. <laughs> yeah. She says Mareem. <laughs> And, and then she, she, like, kind of explains her powers, which is, like, she shares her senses with animals. So she's just a warg. 
Yeah. But she can also put her warging up on the big screen, which is nice of her. Yeah. Um, Gojo says something about uh, Maki should be second grade at this point, at the very least. And I... So Maki uh, should be grade two, uh, but the Zenin family is interceding and making it hard for them to actually do the, do their put, do their like you know the uh, promotion. Yeah, yeah, and it's fucked up. I, I don't like the Zenin family. I, I'm gonna come out and say it. Controversial opinion. Damn. The Zenin fam, the Zenin clan fucked up. But how cool their pants are. My dude, my does have those drop crotch pants. Is the thing. We'll get to the pants. But yeah, we'll they, they the talk pants. about how, like, Gojo's like, uh, we can't see Itadori on the big screen, what's up with that? And May's like, uh, you know, the will of birds, very fickle. And Gojo's like, oh, so the old guy paid you, huh? Okay. <laughs> I did miss that, right? Because that's that's what gets into, like, oh, so you're doing this shit for money, huh? What kind of dealings you got yourself into? And that's when she's like, oh, money rules everything around me, buddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then Gojo's like, well, I'm kind of... Gojo makes the germa face at the camera and says, when the Gakuganji is sus. <laughs> uh, because he's very suspicious of Gakuganji. Some Gakuganji, because you're epic. <laughs> um, and then a piece of paper on the wall explodes, and uh, we get an explanation of how the results are being tracked. Uh, because there are those, there's that one big uh, second. Yeah, did grade. you forget? There's like a mini game going on here, and you're right, not because, just supposed to I'm... kick the shit out of another child. <laughs> right, like uh, um, uh, who who says? I think Kugasaki and uh, Nishimiya touch touch on that briefly. Kugasaki is like, why are like this is part of this is a game, isn't it? <laughs> Um, but, uh, we just get an explanation, which is that, uh, there's 12 or like there's 10, there's 10 smaller. And the yeah. There's 10 of the big one. Uh, if a Kyoto student takes out, uh, a small guy, uh, if a Kyoto student takes out a small fry, which is just represented by Toto punching a fly head, uh, the flame will burn blue. If a Tokyo student does it, the flame will burn red, which is represented by Itadori punching a, Flyhead, and then we see a flyhead get run over by a car, and Ajiji says, since Maki is in here and she does not have any cursed energy of her own, we simply, uh, if anything is unmarked, if anything dies without cursed energy, we will also mark that as Maki. <laughs> it was very fun to see the, the little flyhead get hit by a car. Wow, that's fucked up of you to say. <sighs> uh, and then we get like, and then and then uh, the we just like get a, a quick cut to Panda just like smacking a, a small a small fry curse and just being like lucky. Yeah, and it I was like it. it didn't fight him at all. <laughs> yeah, this is the small fries. The we because we already see that there's another one on that wall that's like been uh, exploded already. That's the spider head yeah, that yeah. Uh, the spider one that uh, Toto yeah. punched a hole in. Yeah. So literally, no uh, one is, like, trying to play the game at all. No, nobody is except for Panda, who's just like, oh, cool, I, I, I listen, I beat my guy, I'm gonna yeah. go do some hunting for, uh, for I mean, this backup te- plan. I mean, technically, Inumaki probably is trying to do the game, but he hasn't succeeded yet, it would seem. Yeah. Um, and then we get, uh, one of my favorite fights in the, in this in the manga thus far. Like, I've been waiting for this fight to be animated since, like, October, and I'm really, really happy with how it came out. The one thing that, like, I will say... So, we'll get into this. This is the fight of Nishimiya versus Kugasaki. And um, we uh, see that, like, uh, Nishimiya is doing wind magic to, like, blast up a fucking storm of debris into Kugasaki's face. And then, like, sneaks the broom behind her and smacks her in the face with it. And is like... And Kugasaki's like, how dare you hit my perfect face? And then Nishimiya does, like... I don't get what the fuck Nishimiya is saying here. Like, it's just, like... Like, I I get what she's saying... 
Right, but the thing is, she's she's saying women. She's not even saying like I, we talked last night. You said that like so. Basically, what she says is that like the Jujutsu society is very patriarchal. They want women to be perfect. They like you know a scar on the face is great for a man, but terrible for a woman. And it's like last night we were talking about how she's kind of like giving it like lean in yeah. ideology here, but like she doesn't even say that. Like she doesn't even say like and thus we should like prescribe to this. Yeah, she's she just, just kind like, of she's kind of remarked, we live in a society. <laughs> Right, and it's just like I don't really get. And then she just starts talking about how Mai is like expected to be perfect, and I guess this is like this is all just like her talking about reasons why she's in love with Zen and Mai. Yeah, which like I'm here for it. Like, good for you, I'm here honey. For it. But like you don't yeah. have to worry. Like you don't gotta like, couch the, it in this. The gross old men in society, you know. Like like you have a magic room. Like, it would be like I would not agree with her, and I would I would not like it either if she was like the men we like you know. If she was like, Jujutsu society is like this, it prioritizes looks, and as such, I don't swing very hard, and I just look beautiful. Like, if she said that, I feel like that would at least be, like, a cohesive thing that I extremely disagree with. But she just kind of says, "We yeah, like you said, we live in a society. And then just kind of, like, says, okay, and now we fight about it. And then it's weird. I don't know. I, it's I, also pretty rude of her to say the thing about the Scarface when that's her teacher. That, oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. Why would you say that about Iori? She's watching it on the TV. She heard you say that. She heard you say that. Oh, my God. But um, she gets extremely gay for Mai and is like, you would not understand the perfection that is expected of my Zen, of Zen and Mai uh, being, a, being a member of the, of the Zenin clan. For starters, the most important thing of a Zenin family member is to carry on the, you know, the, the cursed technique you bloodline. You must inherit the Zenin clan's technique. Who knows what this could be? Perhaps it's summoning a puppy. You must inherit the Zenin clan's technique. And uh, so... That's the they like that's that's the saying from the jump. Okay, you you are fucking useless to this clan, and then also the clan is extremely sexist. So the women get like you, it's like the opposite of golf, where you know how there's like the men have like a you know like a four hundred yard hit, and then the women tee up at, at the three fifty. It's the opposite of that. The women have to go start go have to, have to go tee off at the six hundred me, uh, meter mark, um, and then uh. The, yeah, the women are just cringe and fail to the Zenin clan, and so Mai and Maki are double fucked as a result of A, not having cursed technique, and B, being being woman. And, like, I agree it's fucked up, but, like, what are you... I, I don't know what you're trying to say here, Nishimiya. Yeah, like, Nishimiya, she has, like... She has a... She has an idea. She doesn't really have, like, a thesis. I think, yeah, I feel, I feel like this is, like, this is, like, me doing feminism in, like, eighth grade of, like, damn, this is so fucked up end of sentence Damn, what if this happens bad i guess <laughs> um but uh in the middle of all this like she's still like they're, they're still like fighting and kugasaki is like launching a bunch of nails at nishimiya and not really hitting coming kind of close but just more like just you know she's not hitting she's not connecting on they're anything like landing in all the trees around them yeah and uh, Nishimiya is like, oh, I wish I could go harder here, but I have to like, but I have to like be worried about Inumaki. And we get a flashback to Kamo just being like, just guard your ear, just guard your ears and head with curse energy, forehead. <laughs> guard your forehead. Guard your forehead, forehead. Um, and uh, 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 Nishimiya is like, well, I mean, like, he, he's like, it's a threat of activation kind of thing that I'm working with here. Like, I have to be on alert, even if he's not even here. So just by him, me knowing about him makes it that much harder. Uh, and then Kugasaki's like, hey, you done with your fucking, you done fucking talking about Mai and blast her with some more nails. Um, 
Yeah, this is um, my, uh, Nishimiya. This is when she starts talking about Mai and Maki's history, and is like, think about the things that think about the things that 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 Mai has gone through, and you want to think about that with the stupid ass brain that you use to say that that curse that curse Itadori Yuji is your friend, and Kukasaki gets really fucking mad about that, um, and. Uh, Kugasaki is like, f- fuck you. Shut the fuck up. Just because you're sad doesn't mean that you're you've got the you've got carte blanche to do what they want. And that's the same thing that Panda said to Muta when Muta was like, I've got a glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> yeah. And Panda was like, that sucks, dude. But like, that doesn't mean you can like just fucking do what you want. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I like, am. I but... like the way Kugasaki phrases it better, where it's like, you know, uh, even if a person has a hard life or a good life, like whatever, you should judge them by the kind of person they are. You know, like. Maya yeah. and Maki had the same upbringing, but I like I like Maki and I hate Maya. I one love, of them is nice, I love one of them is Maki. Rude. She she literally says, I love Maki. They made it gayer than the manga. The manga just says, I really like Maki, who had that same upbringing, but I hate Mai. In the anime, she says, I hate Mai, who had that upbringing, but I love Maki, who had that same one. I'm just saying they've made Kugasaki gayer in the anime again and again and again, and I'm really just hoping that in, like, a month or two from now, there will be a chapter up when Kugasaki and Maki do, like, get together or something. And I know, I know, I know that I am, like, I'm doing the equivalent of that Tumblr blog that was like looking at Star versus the Forces of Evil or whatever that show was called and saying, oh, they're going to definitely make this protagonist, this main character a trans girl. But I am really, really just hoping, and I'm putting this out into the universe and saying that there will be canonically gay Kugamaki in my future. I'm, I'm simply nodding. Like, it's all there, folks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all there. And the, especially the way that like, the anime has been doing things in lockstep with the manga. Like, like, the, there was, like, a big Kugasaki moment in Shibuya Incident that was, like, the exact same week that, the, you know, that was that came out during, uh, at the same time as episode three of the anime, like, you know, when Kugasaki showed up. Like, there are, they're, 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 they're working together. They're making her gayer in the anime so that she can be gay in the manga. And I'm, I'm saying this. This is happening. I think it's just true is the thing. It's just true. Um... But uh, she she has a she remembers Sardi because she's like well this this that bitch was so nice despite what the, what all the shit that happened to her and I care her so much uh, and then uh, she's like and also get that fu- get Itadori's name out of your fucking mouth that guy is my friend and I need you to think about the fact that that is a friend before you're trying to fucking kill him and then uh, uh, Kugasaki says why do we got to be perfect is your entire fucking life a job and then she says curse technique hairpin and explodes all of the nails that have landed in the trees around where uh, Nishimiya was dodging and it's fucking sick as hell there's like a like a three second shot of like a Dutch angle from behind Kugasaki like panning around and just all these explosions of curse energy are happening all over the forest it looks so fucking sick and Nishimiya is running away from all these hairpin explosions and Kugasaki fucking like she put she fucking plat she does a fucking like this feels like a mechanic in a platformer game she like shoots a nail into a into a into a tree and then like jumps off of it jumps up grabs nishimiya's uh like a bristle off nishimiya's broom and then is like all right this will be in this should be enough uh and she says i love looking pretty i love myself when i'm wearing dresses and looking pretty i love myself when i'm being strong Fuck, bo- what? Shut the fuck up about boys and girls. I'm Kugasaki Nobara and uh, does the straw doll technique with the with the little like bristle from Nishimiya's broom and makes it fall out of the sky. And this is one of my favorite Kugasaki moments. Like it's it's just so good. She said fuck me to gender. And then she got shot and fell over and died. 
that happens. Listen, that hasn't happened yet. She has to get out the squeaky hammer first. But she did. Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we experience the epic high of Kugasaki saying "fuck gender" before we experience the the low of her getting shot from by Mai from a mile away? She, she did say, "I'm non-binary lesbian," and she, and then uh, I, I said, it, "Wow, you're like, no binary. Like you have no binary." <laughs> That's poggers. Um, let me see. If, I'm gonna try and find the the manga. I'm gonna find the manga quote real quick. I just had it pulled up. Yeah, here we go. Boys versus girls, give me a break. Just shut the hell up. I love dressing up and looking beautiful. I love being strong. I'm Kugusaki Nobara, and it, it just fucking rules. I love her. I love her so much. Um, so the broom falls out of the sky, and this is when Kugasaki takes her, has her opportunity to strike, but she's like, well, if I use my metal hammer, that'll probably just fucking kill her. So instead, and she pulls out a fucking, like, Amy Rose-ass, this colored, like, squeaky hammer, and just bonks Nishimiya on the head with it a bunch, and it, like, squeaks. And then before she goes in for the last blow, uh, she gets plugged in the head with a rubber bullet by Mai from uh, 2,000 feet away. And dies instantly. Kugasaki Nobara <laughs> yeah. forced to retire. Kugasaki no one forced to retire. Um, and then Maya's like, oh, that shot fire. I'm so glad that that shot hit. Yay. Woohoo. Yippee. Um, and then we get our mid card, our, our eye catch. Um, my call, we get back from the eye catch and uh, Nishimiya's on the phone with Mai and is just like, yeah, it was just a rubber bullet. Uh, she'll be fine. Just out for a little while. I need you to get back up in the skies, patrol the area. Um, and there's a slight change in the manga, from the manga to the anime that I, I, you know, I liked the manga version more. You, you know how I am. Um, but, uh, in the anime, uh, Mai says, we're all in trouble without you. Like, you know, watching the skies. But in the manga, Mai just says, hey, you need, I, please get back in the skies. I need you. Like, she literally just says, I need you. And that makes the, the, like, there's like a little thing afterwards where like, uh, Nishimiya is like, Mai, I, and Mai is like, I know. All right. I'll talk to you later. And I don't know what that exchange was supposed to be, but the manga version makes me add a lot more gay to it than the anime version does. I'm still adding gay to the anime version. Like, it was definitely Nishimiya about to say, I love you, Mai, but uh, getting cut off for whatever reason, because Mai is uh, internally homopho- internalized homophobia central. Um, God, can you imagine how much the Zenin clan would hate it if she, A, was, was A, a woman, B, had no, had no cursed techniques, and C, was a dyke? I don't know if they care about what the servants do. They certainly care. Mm, I think they would not like it. They don't like them. I think, like, I don't know if they, like, expect the servants to also try to carry on the line. Like, I don't know if that's how the genetics of it works or not. Oh, true. Yeah, I, yeah that's true. If I'm being honest, the genetics are uh, a little bit... Uh, I, I was just more going for a homophobia angle instead of a propagating the bloodline angle, but um, that, that that also makes sense, the, the, the propagating the bloodline angle there. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to think of it, like, within the universe. Like, why would they care if you're gay unless they care if you have a baby, you know? I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I just also think that the Zenon family is a bit homophobic. They just have the vibe. Listen, there, 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 there is a reason that Mai and Maki are both estranged from the from the Zenin clan, and it's not it's not because they have cringe jujutsu, and it's not because they're women. It's because they're gay, and the Zenin clan is homophobic. You can say it if you want. <laughs> wow, you're not backing me up that the Zenin clan is homophobic. I mean, I, I just like to base things on like stuff, you know. But you can say except it. for except for when you except for when you launch a court case against Panda and then come to the conclusion, oh, it was Yaga all along. Clearly, I was basing it on a lot of stuff, and I was willing to accept the new thing that we found based on the evidence. Okay, 
fine, fine, <laughs> fine. I. <laughs> this is a stupid argument to be having about the homophobic level of the Zenin clan. What was I? Where was I? Uh, it's time for it's time for my and Maki fight. Yes. Okay. Uh, because uh, my yeah, Mai gets off the phone with uh with Nishimiya and Maki's like, oh, you want to just call her over? I'll two v one. I don't give a shit. And Maya's like, no, I really want to just savor the feeling of this 1v1. No, no, <laughs> fucking 1v1, no items, Fox only final destination that we've got coming, Maki. 1v1 and then Maki is like, pit, Maki. <laughs> Take me to the. <laughs> Maki, you and I are going to go one on one in the magma chamber. The, the magma chamber is what uh, Mai gets when she fires her gun oh, inside true. of Joe. Inside of. Inside of Jogo's uh, uh, domain, expand, uh, curse yeah. domain. Thank you. <laughs> um, but and then Maki says, "Why don't you call me older sister for once?" You know, she says, "Call me Onechan," yeah. which is cute. Um, but it did. I did actually want to look this up because I would have bet money that Maki was uh, younger than Mai by like a year. I could have sworn Mai was a third year. They're twins. Yeah. Sarah, they're don't twins. Don't ask me. Don't don't say these things to me. Sarah, they're twins. Okay, I can't get on your ass too much about this, though, because I was looking at Mia Atsuma's birthday, and I said, oh, I wonder when his brother's birthday is. <laughs> that's pretty good. No, that's pretty good. Uh, they're twins. Same birthday. <laughs> they are twins. No, that can't be right. No, no, no. They're not... Wow, what the... Why are they... I could swear Mai is a third year. What the fuck? Oh no, I think I was confused because Mai is a grade three sorcerer, not a third year sorcerer. Toto's a third year. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, they are they are twins. They are twins is the thing. And and Maki went to school first, so there's no way that Mai could be like ahead of her in school. <laughs> um so they start, uh, they, they're like, they're about to fight. And then, uh, we get like a cutaway to like, before the fight, before the whole event started, uh, Panda, Kugasaki and Itadori are standing behind like a corner and looking at Maki and Kugasaki asks Itadori, what, what do you think of Maki? And Itadori just has a moment like, oh, she's going to be pissed no matter what I say. And then like in a really like simple, in like a really like monotone voice, he just says like, I think she's a very wonderful person who I think is a very talent. And, and Kugasaki's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, as like a sorcerer. He's like, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. She's tall with a fat ass. Wait, no, no. <laughs> But, um, uh, Itadori's like, I don't know much about Jujutsu at this point in my life, but, like, she seems strong as shit. Like, I, even the way she walks is, like, scary as hell. And Kugisaki's like, yeah, but she, I mean, she's, yeah, she is kind of scary. She's grade four, but, uh, you know, she's, and Itadori's like, yeah, wait, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, the, the Zenins are being pieces of shit. They, you know, she's not, she's not a big enough name in the Jujutsu society for her to, for them to, for the other people to actually care about her getting stopped by her shit ass family. But if she wins this, if she wins this event, then she, there'll be a big enough name that the Zenins can't exactly swoop in and say, ah, uh-uh, do not give her that promotion this time. Yeah, they, they, uh, and, they I, I didn't realize that they hadn't explained why they were doing it all from Aki, but now they have. Yeah, I, 
Oh yeah, huh? They yeah, they're all, they are doing it all for Maki. They gotta they gotta win this one for her. <laughs> That's cute. I didn't I didn't catch that. Um, uh, and then uh, they, Kugasaki explains that uh, Maki like dipped out on her on the Zenin clan, and uh, despite the fact that she is like an extremely powerful, extremely potent like sorcerer, the Zenin clan is basically like double jeopardy. Once they've thrown something away, they never want to revisit it. So they have thrown her away, and despite the fact that she is fucking kicking ass, uh, they don't want her, and they want to stifle her growth also. Mm-hmm. Which is nasty of them. Um, then we get uh, Mai versus Maki, and Maki is like breaking line of sight, dashing in and out. Uh, uh, she cuts the branch that Mai is stanced up on with her, with her six-shooter, and uh, then kicks Mai in the tummy, and this gives Mai a flashback to Mai Maki baby moments, where they were the babies of the OP. We they were the out. little babies in the OP, and it's they're so cute, and it's 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 we get this little flashback of Mai and Maki of Maki being like, "Come on, Mai, we're gonna be late," and uh, 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 uh Mai being like, "I can't. There's a scary there's a scary curse there," and Maki can't doesn't have glasses at this point, can't see the still can't see the cursed spirits. And I was like, well, close your eyes and hold my hand and I'll guide you and we'll do this together. And if you can't see them, it's just like they're not there. And it's just, it's so cute. It's cute that they like, it's not the way that anime usually does it where the child version of a character has the exact same hair so you can tell. But <laughs> They don't uh, have the same color. Yeah, but they're like similar enough that you can tell it's them, but like different enough that they actually look like children, which I really like. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, and then we get like a, a flash forward a couple of years from there where this is the day that Maki leaves the Zenin family and we meet, uh, it's, you don't know this guy's name, right? It's, he gets a title card in the manga. Uh, drunk, drunk father Zenin. I don't know. Yeah. He, he gets a title card in the manga. His name is Naobito, Zenin Naobito. He's the patriarch of the, the he's like the 17th head of the Zenin family. Um, and Maki is like, well, I'm leaving, but I'll be back someday. And Nalbito is like, why the fuck would you ever come back? And she says, cause I'm going to be the next fucking head of the Jujutsu clan. She fucking Naruto's stakes her claim in the ground. She does. And, and, Na- and, and Nalbito. fresh to death doing it. Let's talk she about looks, her outfit for a little bit. Her Yukata? Her Yukata is so it's, fresh. I don't think it's a Yukata. It's pants. Is it not? Is she wearing? It's big pants. It's those big like samurai pants. I don't know what they're called. Hakama maybe? Yeah. Hakama. Yeah, that is what she's wearing. You're right. You're right. Uh, But she looks looks she she looks fresh to death in it. She she's got those she's got those those big uh, those big round glasses like you've got. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't have those glasses normally, right? Yeah, she's got like the the little rectangle ones normally. Yeah. Yeah, but before she had she had round frames. She has round frames in the in volume zero too. Oh yeah, maybe she Uh, just got these new ones. Yeah, new, new new glasses goofing. Um, but, uh, so, so Maki's on her way out being like, fuck y'all. Uh, I hate this place. I quit, but I'm gonna come back and take over this place in a while. And now Beto's like, I'll make your life hard as shit. And Ma- uh, Maki's like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, and then he's like, I'll do it to Mai too. And Maki's like, you leave her out of this. She has nothing to do with it. And she walks out and we see that Mai has been listening the whole time. And Mai She's just says, yeah, Mai's also got pants. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe I missed their pants, but I'm, I'm just too busy looking at Mai's drop crotch pants. <laughs> Those pants are good, too. They are such good pants. Um, and then Mai is just, like, sitting there outside and is like, liar, about a thing, about not, uh, not, about a thing that we'll get to in a short minute. Um, so 
uh, my is, uh, there's a really fun thing in here of like both of them, like preparing for the next part of the fight because like my reloads her gun and Maki is like taking cover behind a tree with like uh, a thing she's preparing to throw. And my takes this really long inhale. Yeah. The classic shooter exhale. thing of like, oh, I'm but then shoot on the heartbeat kind of thing. Yeah. And then Maki does the same thing, but just like has a really big inhale and then just a and like throws the thing and we get like first, she like throws a little stick and that like makes my shoot at it and we get like a first person shooter view from my's POV um Maki like runs around and dodges around a lot and uh but then she like runs out of the trees and jumps down and is about to fucking slice with cuz she's got Miwa's katana still I don't we yeah, didn't mention she that but it. yeah um and she like is about to swing down and Maki and Mai's like I've hated you and in her monologue she's like that's why I never told you about my first love or my technique and she fires a seventh shot out of her sixth shooter and we get a little just, uh, explanation of uh like the yeah. bullet stops right in front of Maki's face and we get an explanation that she like what her technique is construction she can make one bullet a day uh like she, she has like the she is like amplifying her gun with curse juice a little bit, but she's not like she has no technique except for to create that bullet out of thin air, and it doesn't like vanish when someone's like the way that like you know when Fushiguro takes a hit, like his buppies do not stick. Well, his buppy does not stick around. <laughs> um, but uh, this bullet just stays. This bullet stays. Uh, but the thing is, despite this being incredible, like I love this shit too because uh, the narration. I think it's Udahime is yeah, doing the o- voiceover talking about how. Um, talking about how the six shooter makes an incredible bluffing weapon for that seventh shot because it's so obvious how, like, you know, everyone knows to count shots. You know, everyone's seen Dirty Harry. And I think that's cool. I love that shit. Um, yeah, it's smart. But unfortunately, Maki, unfortunately, Maki is fucking overpowered because Maki just says, okay, I'm just going to grab this bullet. <laughs> She's like the fucking hand meme, just like grabbing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fun for me just to grab a bullet. <laughs> Plus my pants <laughs> and my cool ass mullet. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see Maki with a mullet. Um, and then there's um, Maya's like that's that was Maya's last ditch effort. Um, and yeah, she's like the, instantly has a nosebleed and is dying on the ground. Yeah, but um, then there's uh, we get like some voiceover and this is. Um, the fight is completely added for the anime, not in the manga. And I really like this stuff of like my just like swinging at Maki with like, Ma- she knows that she is completely outgunned, if you'll forgive the pun, in terms of like strength and everything. But she's still just like swinging recklessly at Maki with like the heel of her gun and just like trying to hit her. And Maki's just like effortlessly dodging out of the way, bonks her on the back of the neck with a katana. And. Um, Mai gives us some explanation about how Maki has basically like me- basically like Muda's uh, uh, heavenly restriction, yeah, where reverse, she was su- reverse Muda here. Is what yeah, we're dealing with folks. she 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 was supposed to be born with a curse technique, but instead she got superhuman physical capabilities, uh, and the Zen family hated it, and also Mai doesn't have it, and she hates that, uh, and so she hates she hates Mai or she hates Maki. She hates Mai. If we're honest here, yeah, she hates Mai. She hates Mai. Mai has some. Oh, the, the th- I was talking with a friend the other night about this, um, that um, a lot of Maki and Mai's rivalry feels very much like the way that toxic family structures really just fuck with the, you know, toxic family structures bleed into everything. I think that this is a really good thing of it. Like the Zenon clan is fucked up and it fucked up these two perfectly good sisters relationships. They yeah. were friends. They held hand. They did held hand. Yeah. I would um, be a lot, a lot, a lot more sympathetic to Mai if she wasn't, like, shit-talking Maki whenever she got the chance. 
Oh yeah, and she's I, like, I, oh, I hate you because you have a power that I don't, and I'm so upset. Like you're a bitch to her all the time. Listen, hatred manifests in strange and fascinating ways. She's she's lashing she's lashing out. She's she listen, I'm not trying to make excuses for her. I'm just trying to say that this bitch has depression and is and needs to start seeing a therapist and needs to work on her coping mechanisms because all she does is lash out. And all she does is she she lashes out at Maki and she gives she gives uh she tells Miwa to give uh Mekamaru batteries. Sarah, if shonen characters got therapy, there would be no shonen. <laughs> you got you got me there. I can't argue with that one. Um, but so Mai has been defeated, like it's clapped on the back of the neck with the back of, uh, Miwa's katana and Maki is like, so I think this is all settled. Wouldn't you agree? I don't have to like do any more to you. You're, we're, you're not winning this. And, uh, Mai says, why did you leave? And Maki is like, I, to go to jujitsu school? You did too. Uh, but, but Mai explains that she never wanted to be a jujitsu sorcerer. She only like followed because she felt it was mandatory to do so because like, because like she and Maki, if basically if Maki could become a Jujutsu sorcerer with with all of the hardships that Mai faced, Mai had no excuse to not, and so she felt that she needed to keep up, and she gets mad at uh, Maki here because she didn't stay in the hole with her, which is like, I'm not applauding her because this bitch has depression and again needs to work on it with a therapist, and I know if there was therapists there would be no shonen, <laughs> I know, but I just like. I don't know. I like this. Just like this, this does feel like real. This is like, this is me at my most, this has been me at my most depressed. Like, why didn't you fall down the hole with me? And I, but then, but then my Maki is just like, I would have been, I would have hated myself for that shit. If I had, I'm sorry. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to have little... anything to do with you. Maya. like you're being very self-centered and annoying. Right. Right. And my is a flawed character as, as, as such. Yeah. Everyone's we we love characters with flaws, don't we? Who can grow and build on them and not have those flaws anymore? Yeah, we love characters with flaws who will definitely show up in the show again. <laughs> oh, she'll be back. <laughs> she has shown up. But has she but like on I, her flaws? I don't know. She hasn't sh- <laughs> she the Kyoto kid like Oh, I just you just saw her from far away. Like, like the thing is that after this, after this arc, I explained this to you, but like the Kyoto kids just kind of go away for the most part, except for like, they've shown up in the very, in the most very recent chapters and they showed up in like a, like a, like a one chapter thing uh, in the middle of Shibuya incident, but they have not really shown up otherwise. Like the next arcs are just free of them, excluding Toto. Toto has a big presence in Shibuya Instant, but that's that's later. That's season two. Mm-hmm. Um, she, Mai will get her time. She'll work on her stuff and she'll get it out. She'll get it. But we get this like this flashback of my uh, of like Maki and Ma- Maki leading Mai by the hand as babies, and Mai just being like, "Oh, don't promise you won't let go. Promise you won't leave me behind." And Maki being like, "I won't. I promise." And Mai being like, "Liar again." And she just, she needs to work, she needs to make, she needs to work on herself. She needs to work on her relationship with her sister. I, she needs to, she needs to build these, she needs to build these things. She needs to, she needs to build back better. She needs to take a page from Joe Biden's book and build back better. I think she needs to like examine her self-worth for a little bit, honestly. Cause like she may not have the Zen family clan of what I assume is summon puppy, but she can create matter out of nothing, which I think is pretty good. It's pretty, like, if I could just, like, focus really hard and make a bullet happen, like, that would be sick. 
I think she can probably make like, other stuff too, right? I think her currently her limit is a bullet. I imagine she could construct something of about similar complexity yeah. and size, but yeah. like not much more. But you know what? You got to hone that skill. You next yeah. arc, I bet in, in it's the next like arc, a very I better see her make skill to make something out of just your energy. That's incredible. I, I, I do want them like to, to expand on my I, I do want Akutami to expand on my as a sharpshooter, like with with different weaponry that she has like this like she has like this juju she has like this jujutsu technique bandolier of ammo that she can just like she like <laughs> I don't know, I'm just imagining her like rolling up with an empty RPG launcher and just like focusing really like she's doing that one you know that one image of like a guy with his hands on the side of his head and it looks like there's like a piece of pizza that's been dropped in the air right in front of him and it looks like he's oh, yeah. levitating yeah, it yeah. like I'm just imagining her doing that pose but like making a rocket like out of thin air and I really want to see her do that she could do it she can make she the, could. the like hollow nose bullets that are illegal she can make oh, whatever yes. I, I want Mai to have an array of weapons. I want her to be a sniper. I want her to have the heavy artillery. I want I want Mai Zenon to have a minigun. Oh damn. Not very conducive to her not very conducive to her uh technique because she can only make a, a you know, a minigun is more about uh quantity over quality as opposed to like a sniper caliber bullet or uh, a rocket or a six shooter magnum round. But still, I think she should have a minigun, just like in addition to her other things. Uh, and then she says, you're a liar, I hate you, and that's the episode. And then we get our Juju Sanpo. Juju Sanpo. Um, this one is great, too. Miwa, Miwa becomes, like, even more daughter, because it's like, she's just sitting in bed, it's like almost midnight, and she's just sitting there, and then, like, a, a flash goes off on her head, and she's like, mm, I'm hungry. And so she wanders to the kitchen, and is like, ooh, I, there's some edamame that I had for lunch that should be left over. And then Miwa and Nishimiya, uh, uh, Mai and Nishimiya are both sitting there just eating the, the edamame. And... Uh, Nishimi, I just stares Miwa dead in the eyes for a couple seconds. Is like, sorry, and Miwa you're not sorry. At least, pre- at least pretend to be. And Nishimi says, "Well, you know what? In exchange, I will give you this ramen." Miwa says, "Special recipe for all our I don't want ramen." She, yeah, Miwa says, "I don't want ramen," but then Nishimi is like, I-, "I have a special recipe for ramen, which is that you you fill the cup halfway with milk." Uh, and put chili like pepper. cut up a chili pepper into it, and then put the boiling hot water in, and you got yourself a delicious night, late night snack. Uh, and Niwa slurps it and is like, "Oh, this is delicious! Why didn't you just eat this?" And then Niwa said, uh, "Nishimiya says, well, you still have to pay for you, you'll you'll still pay for late night cup ramen the next day, which I, I think that's we, fun. We were I, undetermined I, of what this implies. I think it's tummy trouble. I'm pretty. I feel like it's like definitely tummy trouble." But I don't know. The one the one thing is like you pay for it the next day is what doesn't make sense to me. Cuz I feel like I never have delayed tummy trouble. I I de- I definitely do. Like I I I I I've been woken up in the middle of the night by a need to piss, never by a need to duke. Um but I I'm really just I'm really just real just stuck rotating in my head the way you described your We can we don't have to talk about this <laughs> if you don't want, but I'm just really No, it's uh, fine. The the way you described your tummy trouble. Hold on, I gotta find the the, the, comic the that you made comic it. that I made. It was funny. What can I say? Uh, you said when my tummy attacks, it's very your sh- when. I, or, sorry, when I get my tummy attacks, it's very you're shitting right now. And if there's a toilet under the ass, that's your choice. That's my life now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm candid. I'm no, saluting it's, it's you about. Fine. Thank you. I'm saluting you. <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess Miwa's ass is not my ass, so maybe she is just gonna shit because of the <laughs> cup ramen. Yeah. 
Yeah, but maybe it is like also just like a you're gonna a it's gonna put on a couple of pounds because Robin does. I thought, I thought it was too. like a Mean Girls thing because yeah because Maya and Nishimiya are very Mean Girls and I think it's pretty funny. The th- the thing about these episodes is that I really wanted more of the Nishimiya that was in this that that was in this Juju stroll in the actual episode. Like I love the Kugasaki Nishimiya fight, but like. Nishimiya just like is just kind of like rambling about like nothing, yeah, and it like, doesn't she like doesn't seem really like talk about like her character or like right. Like, again, just about like, my... I don't get any of her motivations really. You know, like she and says I want her to. thing about society, but not like how she feels about it. Kind of you know? right. She she's just a little she's just a little Kiki's delivery service, and I just want to know more about her. I want her to be more rude and horny like she was before. I thought that was funny. When was she horny? When she said Sebastian Sand is sexual. Oh, it. that's right. That's right. <laughs> I did and she was about drooling that. while she was looking at it. She she did drool. Uh, now we're going to take a trip to the Jujutsu Corner. Yes. I'm really hoping you're going to explain uh, Mai's power. Okay, you know what? I was gonna I was gonna torment you and do pan and do a panda corner, but you know what? Like, we can talk about Mai Zenin's construction power. That's the one that needs the most explanation, I think. We've already gone over the panda. We all understand the panda. Yeah. So this technique, construction, uh, the romaji being uh, kochiku jutsushiki, is my Zenin's innate technique. It allows her to insert, construct something from nothing using vast amounts of cursed energy. Construction allows the user to conjure, to conjure an object from nothing. Unlike creating objects with a domain, things constructed by this technique will not disappear once the spell has finished. However, creating something from nothing uses an immense amount of cursed energy, which results in harsh backlash on the user's body, as we see when Mai made one bullet, started to bleed from the nose, and then died immediately. Mai developed this technique and hid it from her twin sister Maki during the upbringing. She uses a revolver in battle, so after, so after shooting six so- shots against Maki, it appears she's out of bullets. However, construction allows her to load another cursed energy-charged bullet into her gun. This surprise attack is meant to take the opponent off guard and finish the fight. Does it say anything about, like, if she can make other stuff? Because I'm very interested. Just in just a bullet so far. Uh, like, like Maki has not, or, uh, sorry, Mai has not shown up, really. You know, I, say, I keep saying none of the Kyoto kids. Three of the Kyoto kids have shown up in some capacity, in, in some significant capacity since this arc. And that is Toto, who has a major part in Shibuya Incident, and then uh, Muta and Miwa, who both have, like, smaller things that happen to them. I, I guess, okay. like... I guess in I guess in order of like most appearances, you're gonna see a lot. You'll see a lot of Toto. You'll see a good amount of Muta, and you'll see a, some Miwa, and then uh, Kamo, Nishimiya, and uh, and uh, Mai have just like not really shown up until like three chapters ago. Oh well, that's okay. But it, it does yeah. seem like the, it's at least implied that she could make other stuff, right? I yeah, I want her to. I want her to make other things. Yeah. I want her to make a big squeaky hammer for Kugasaki. I want her to make... Oh, God. She can make a bullet-sized something. I don't know. <laughs> what if you... Fucking... Nishimiya turns to Mai. She's like, uh, damn, one of my hair ties snapped. Can you make me one? And she does, and then she just passes out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> It made okay. me laugh too. <laughs> All right, viewer, okay. viewer questions. Viewer questions. This one from uh, I have a silly plan for this world at Love's Small Song. If you would replace Mechamaru's body with another fictional robot, which would it be? You cannot say Bender. Oh, I wasn't gonna say Bender. Um, damn. trying to think of some. A trying to think of some robot. classic fictional robots who I've loved. Classic. The thing about fictional robots is they already have like a personality in them usually. 
So it would be would... kind of awkward to like put Muda in there. Sure, uh, I agree with that, and also K from Virtue's Last Reward. What if he was just Iron Giant, like very large? <laughs> that would be fucking sick. But he still goes to school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just delighted at the idea of like, uh, of like, like, like the Iron Giant trying to like fit into a desk chair, just like tucking its legs yeah. in as far as it possibly wait, wait. can. Okay. Other other side of the spectrum. What if he was Chibi Robo? What if he was Chibi Robo and he had to like fucking go on an adventure to get to his classes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining him like using his cord yes. to like swing like Spider Man yes. throughout the halls of Kyoto of Kyoto Tech. <laughs> Hey, Chibi Robo, I need you to take this to Toto. Thanks, bye. <laughs> I think my okay. answer is Chibi Robo for sure. <laughs> I do love that one. Uh, this one from uh, Ogi at Slitherbite. Kuma from Tekken is a better martial arts bear. He knows JSL, Japanese Sign Language, and understands Japanese, and he's an actual bear, parentheses, real. Which fighting game protagonist should Panda replaced? Now, I don't know how much you know about fighting games, Kay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me make sure I understand the question. So is this bear from Tekken going to replace the panda in Jujutsu yes. Kaisen? Panda, panda, panda Jujutsu Kaisen is getting kicked out, replaced by Kumo from Tekken. Okay. Now we're going to put panda in a different fighting game instead yes. of someone else. Yes. And which specifically fighting game protagonist. So like you're oh, looking at a Ryu here. A you're looking Ryu at Tekken. like a, 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 a Rock Howard. You're looking at a... Um, a soul bad guy, soul bad guy from Gu- Guilty Gear is my answer. By the way, just want to get that one out there. Is You're he looking the main at like character. Yeah, he's, he's soul bad guy. But he's the bad guy. You, that's what you. That's what you think. Yeah, uh, I think he would be good at like what? What one is Terry Bogart from? I think he'd be Terry good Bogart's at that. from King of Fighters. Yeah, I I would. Oh, he he wore. Remember, he wore Kugasaki's jacket. He's already got the jacket tech lock unlock. Mm-hmm. He just needs a hat. Yeah. And some jeans. Uh, Ogi also asks, I've just been informed that there's a Tekken character called Kuma 2, who is Kuma's son. Should Panda 2 exist, would Panda be a good father? I don't think Panda would, would be a good father because Yaga did not teach him anything remotely well in the in the way of rearing a child. I mean, it would seem that the Panda is uh, functionally 16, so I don't think he should be a father yet. Yet. I think that he could have a fatherly disposition because he does seem like caring toward uh, Muda when he's having his problems. And definitely cares about Inumaki. Uh huh. They're best friends. Oh, they Inumaki are. would be the uncle. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, the only thing is, I do not think that the panda could physically create a son or child. Uh, so his yeah, dad would the, have to do it. The for pandas is the pandas is a Ken doll down there. Yeah, Yago would have to do it again, and then we're just running into the same fucking problems all over a lot again. Of this, problems, ba- yeah. this baby will literally be called Panda Two. <laughs> I think that the panda could maybe adopt a child, and I would. Say I would like that. that. I would. Uh, yeah, him and Inumaki adopt a kid together. No, <laughs> this is where I draw the line. <laughs> Fine. We're not shipping the panda and Inumaki. <laughs> Spoil sport. <laughs> uh, one bad spook and she do it. Zoinky at Grooving Gasly asks, "Who's your girl boss of the week?" Oh, uh, it's Maki to me. Damn, Maki absolutely girl bossed all over the place. She girl bossed everyone. She girl bossed Miwa and Mai. So true. Um, I'll say just to 
have like two answers. I'll say that it's May to me. Because she's oh, yeah, she did, like she the did. epitome of like of girl, girl bossing. Girl, yeah, girl she's bossing, girl bossing. You know, like being like sexy woman but like doing capitalism is like very girl boss. So there's like two definitions of girl boss here. Like the traditional yeah. one and then like woman being epic is Maki. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milk Succubus Clownface Elephant at Milk Succubus 1. If Panda is a peach main, as evidenced by his use of Peach's fat ass move, Peach Bomber, what do Fushiguro, Ichidori, and Kugasaki main? I'm entirely projecting... Who, who, wait, who, who mains Pokemon Trainer? Fushiguro. Oh, okay, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, Kugasaki means Lucas. I'm not saying this because I also mean Lucas. I'm definitely saying it for another reason. I don't know what that other reason is I yet. Mean, Get back to me. We have like to 10 like minutes. map their abilities onto. That's true. So, so, so Kugasaki would be a um, a projectile user, probably like a heavy projectile user who has doesn't. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what would be a good representation of her straw doll like thing. Her straw doll technique. I think, like, Snake, can't he, like, put a bomb on someone? That's, like, kind of similar. Mega Man can. Oh. And Mega Man also has a lot of projectiles. I think Kugasaki's a Mega Man main. I think either Mega Man or Snake are good answers. Uh, Itadori, Itadori plays middle, plays level Mac. Oh, he does. Oh, I thought that was <laughs> cute for him. He loves to suicide off the edge. And he also loves seeing uh, seeing art of Little Mac with Zero Suit Samus, who is tall and has a big ass. So true. All right. I like, I like all of these answers. Uh, Cass at Kashishi. Uh, what's your favorite kind of instant ramen? Uh, just like chicken. I don't think I've ever had chicken one. cup ramen. Really, never had instant ramen. Mm-mm. It's pretty good. So. Maybe like once a long time ago. Honestly, if you like, I you know what's really fucking good in, cu- in instant ramen. If you ever feel so inclined to have some, Eggie. put some peanut butter in there. Egg is good. Egg is good, but pe- peanut butter in there is divine. It like thickens up the sauce a little bit. It's it's delicious. I'm I, I tell I'm telling sauce. you. Yeah, it, it yeah. Put some peanut butter in your instant ramen. I'm telling this to you all. Maybe a little bit of maybe like a little squirt of sriracha too. Get some kick. It's delicious. I fucking ate that shit like no one's business last year. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think May May effectively utilized girl power by channeling support into illegal high school death squads? Yes. Now this yes. is a yes. Unquestionably. And is Satoru Gojo the char of Jujutsu Kaisen? And Kay, you haven't seen Gundam, correct? Mm-mm, I don't know what okay. this is reference. Okay, so this is a question for me. I think um this is uh Gundam original Gundam spoilers uh for the next like twenty seconds. Uh I think Char blowing off blowing off Kaecilia's head with a laser is an extremely Satoru Gojo type move, and so I think they are definitely both one and the same. Also, Char is constantly wearing a thing that hides his eyes, even when he is being Quattro Bagina or Char uh as Nabel. Did you say Quattro Bagina? Yeah, in in Gundam Zeta, uh, Char is back, but he's uh, not in the first in the first series. He's Char, and he's a bad guy. He's against the main squad, uh, but in the sequel series, he's defected, and he's now like a kind of like a rogue kind of guy, like no exact moral compass. But he winds up on the good guys team, and he's pretending to be because Char Asnabel is like a known war criminal because his side lost the war. Uh, now he is well, he was deemed a war criminal. He never did war crime things, but. I digress. Um, but in the in Z- in Zeta, he has to lie la- lie low and not be Char Asnable. So instead, he is he adopts the alias Quattro Bagina. Quattro Baginas, maybe more. <laughs> maybe more. <laughs> Bagina. Oh, Bagina. That's questions. Oh, that's all the questions. All right. Yeah. 
So thank you to Noah Geist for our incredible intro and outro music, uh, Lost in the Bug Snacks. You can listen to them, uh, noahgeist.bandcamp.com. Uh, thank you to uh, Agnian. Uh, go to at Kalalda Fair Art. Uh, they, uh, he did our excellent uh, podcast art with uh, us as Kugasaki and Fushiguro. And uh, we're on Twitter at Special Grid Snacks. That's grade with no vowels and snacks with an X. Uh, thank you to Noispace.xyz and Matt Gamecube for being the overseer of all of this shit. We love you so much. Uh, go listen to another Noise Space podcast like City Girls Make Do, which just put out its last episode yesterday. Anyways, uh, let's go get some snacks. Let's go get some snacks. Snap to